Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is the podcast that's digging into the digital revolution and trying to take a look at the impact that's having across businesses of every size, the role that technology plays in helping these businesses make the leap into the digital economy. And we've got one of our favorite monthly digital all-stars with us today. Uh, Bonnie Tinder is the CEO of Raven Intel. She has uh, developed a site that does research on software project implementations and the partners who work with those and has a fantastic view into what's going on with the customers, how they're using technology and the outcomes that they're achieving. Bonnie, welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm excited about our conversation today. Yeah, Bonnie, it sounds like you got some good stuff going on here. There's there's Goldilocks, there's wisdom, there's uh, all sorts of good ideas going on here. What, what, What are you seeing? Yeah, well, Bob, in light of your granddaughter, um, you know, and uh, probably some of the fairy tales that you are reading to her, I thought it would be fun if we talked about um, one of my favorites growing up, which was Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Um, But I thought maybe in light of us talking about software, we could rename it to Goldilocks and the Three Softwares for our session today. (laughs) I like that. Well, it sounds like the right way to go. And uh... I'm trying to run through, you know, Goldilocks, there was uh, somebody at a house, Goldilocks find a way in, she was testing different things in the house and, you know, there were different variations. And uh, I guess the, could we call, uh, was Goldilocks a customer? Was there a customer experience here? It, absolutely. So yeah, think about Goldilocks uh, like a customer um, sneaking out of her house and finding herself in a house of uh, three bears. Uh, while they were not home, of course. And she goes through just to sort of uh, revisit the the fairy tale itself, but she goes through a series of, um, you know, different uh, situations where she tests out tears and a bed and porridge. And in every single one of them, um, she has, uh, you know, she, she has to find her best fit, so to speak. And so I think that's really apropos with the customer journey and finding the right software um, for their situation, that's the right fit, and also uh, finding the right partner and helping them on their journey uh, to realize the value of that software. So, by lots of different choices, lots of alternatives out there, but only one is sort of like the just right fit. Yeah, absolutely, and it's so imperative, and particularly for a mid-sized business to find that fit and not, you know, just go with a software because it, you know, is the one on the upper right quadrant of, you know, some report or because they hear, you know, the the big brands that uses that software. What's most important is that a business finds a software that's flexible, agile, facilitates, you know, collaboration, especially in this, you know, this new world of work and, um, you know, caters to the employees. But that is something that the organization can handle both cost-wise, implementation-wise, and um, you know, one size does not fit all. And it doesn't, you know, one software vendor uh, doesn't own the market uh, for all sizes and all industries. So it's really important for a customer to find just the right solution for their business. Bonnie, thanks. And before you... Before you dive into it here and offer a little bit more on the range of, you know, which one is just right, 
just uh, please talk about, you know, the sort of the basis of your, your findings here, ravenintel.com. You've got a terrific site that offers, what is this, hundreds of examples of what customers have been through, right? And they're the customer reactions, not some third party reactions. Absolutely. Um, so Raven Intel at our essence is all about helping software buyers find the best consulting partner for a project based on the reviews of peers. So real life customers who have gone through and rated uh, projects and partners, um, you know, a customer can come and do a reference check on the partners that they're looking at um, and really vet them in a very independent way. And you know, this year we're um, we've actually we're upwards of 1,200 project reviews at this point. So we have over the last two and a half years talked to over 1,200 businesses about their projects, and that's really what informs us on you know who's a good partner and who are partners to you know avoid and help customers really cut through. Um, you know, some of the hype um, and really find out who's doing the best work for customers based on um, the opinions of their peers. So Goldilocks was sort of a, a modern software pioneer. Absolutely. Little did she know that she was paving the way for <laughs> the digital transformation of 2021. Fantastic. <laughs> So, Bonnie, how does this play out? How do you determine which partner is, you know, too hot, too cool, or just right? Yeah, yeah. And before I go dive in too much into Goldilocks, I do want to give credit where credit is due. In addition to Goldilocks, they actually Mike Etling, who uh, is the CEO of uh, Unit 4. Unit 4 is also a customer of Raven as well. He is really the one who um, you know, came out with this, this principle. And so I'm just applying um, you know, some of these to the partner selection process, um, but certainly Unit 4 you know, is, a, is a software that fits great with, with industries, particularly in the mid, mid-size area. So I do want to make mention that this is not Bonnie Tinder's um, metaphor. This really originated with Mike. Um, and you know, I, I think, when we when we think about um, you know the, the story itself, so let's use the porridge example um, and sort of apply that. So we have um, Goldilocks who was sampling the bear's porridge, um, and you know Papa Bear's porridge was too hot, Mama Bear's porridge was too cold, and Baby Bear's porridge was just right. So how do we then take that and put that in 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 terms that that are important to us? So the you know bowl of hot porridge for some businesses represents a technology or a partner that is is too big right if you're a mid-sized business you don't want to be the smallest client of a global giant you're just not going to get the attention they're not designed the price point is not going to be designed for the type of projects you have in most cases you want to align with a business that is is similar to you and has expertise in your industry, is alike in the culture and the team that they're going to put together, um, and is able to put together a project scope that's going to be quick um, to roll out. Because if you're a mid-sized business, chances are you don't have two years 
um, to do you know, a massive system rollout. You need to solve a problem today because in two years, your business is gonna be in, in a totally different place. And yet you want something that is gonna be able to scale with you two years from now anyways. So in terms of the, the partner selection, again, just to revisit what you want to look at is you wanna find a partner that's similar in size um, in terms of their size, the industry and culture. And you wanna make sure that they have customer references that look like you in the technology that you're about to roll out as well. Yeah. Well, there's a poem in there about uh, smallest client of a global giant. You gotta be too self-reliant. I just can't get the fourth line in there. Can we work on that for next time? <laughs> I, will, I will think of uh, the, the final verse of that, yes. <laughs> All right. You know, well, I think that makes sense. And again, uh, the the other factor that you talk very uh, compellingly about sometimes is on the one hand, you want to make sure you get the right fit. On the other hand, that just the pace at which business moves today, somebody doesn't have, you know, quarters and quarters or years to try to make this right decision. So how do you advise folks to put the appropriate due diligence in, but also move quickly enough so that they can not fall behind. Yeah, and it's a balance um, because rapid implementation seems like, you know, this big bang, bang approach um, seems, especially in the world of cloud deployment, um, you know, like it, it, it could be um, a good solution. In most cases, it's not. You never want to rush an implementation to the point where you are just lifting and shifting a bad system for um, you know, moving your spaghetti into the cloud, so to speak. Um, you know, you want to give yourself enough time that you evaluate the right, so you're finding the right system, but also evaluate your internal processes, your data before moving them into a new technology. Technology is not going to just solve things if you're not bringing good information into that new system. So I think that that's a really important consideration. With that said, um, you know, we've talked about in other um, podcasts, analysis paralysis and creating a project that's bigger than a bread box too is also not the solution. You don't want to spend too much time on your decision so that you run out of gas by the time you get to the project. You don't want to do that, but also you don't want to create a scope of work in a project that is so big that you don't see uh, results in um, you know a shorter period of time as well. As you mentioned, Bob, the speed of business is you know six months a year from now. Uh, you could be in a completely different market, so you don't have that luxury of time. You need to find sort of that happy medium between rapid pace and you know taking forever for the decision and the rollout itself. Yeah, and, uh, and Bonnie, the other thing that you've pointed out here too is so there's the element of speed the right fit but also uh you know there's so many application providers today plus the different capabilities that the partners bring to it you could pretty quickly right get into something where um what was the old line uh you know i think that that company webvan is one of the early dot-com companies that you know seemed like billions of dollars in venture capital and they crashed and burned but somebody said they were trying to kill a, a mosquito with a bazooka, yeah. uh, I think was enough. So how do you, you know, companies avoid, you know, getting something that 
is just way, way too big, too complex and doesn't fit. Yeah. So I would say um, try to remove the big brands from the equation. And just because something has a, a name that you've heard of before, because it's, a, you know, one of the big, big ERP so softwares or one of the big five consulting firms because they advertise at the airport or have a big time PGA golf sponsorship, you know, those are not necessarily the right solution. Um, and so I think, you know, what's important is that you look in your particular industry, what are my peers using? Um, and, you know, what are other customers in my demographic um, using as opposed to trying to, you know, use a bazooka to kill a mosquito. You just, you need a fly swatter um, or maybe a little off, not, not a bazooka. Hey, Blaine, and then in a second, I want to uh, come back and talk about the other side of that, which is don't undersettle, right? Uh, you know, go for something that's too small. But first, a word from our sponsor, BMC. BMC wants to know, is your business on its A game? That's when systems are intelligent by design, by learning from markets, where automation is paramount yet effortless, and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A game is your business at its absolute best. And BMC calls this the Autonomous Digital Enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com slash A-game. So, Bonnie, not too big, not too small, right? Not too hot, not too cold. How do, the, how do you advise companies to make sure that they don't under-purchase what they need? Yeah, and so, Bob, you, you mentioned too cold, right? So, number one, you don't want to stay with the status quo, Right? because you still need to grow, you still need efficient processes. So you, know, you don't want to stay cold either. Um, that's not going to allow your business to have growth and offer some of the things that you have. You don't want to go with the cheapest solution um, just because it's cheap. Um, you really want to make sure that you know, that mid-sized either firm or the mid-sized software offers the capabilities that um, are current too. And just because a um, software isn't, you know, one of the, the big five or a consulting firm isn't the big five doesn't mean that you still can't get, you know, AI and machine learning and some of these really modern, um, uh, you know, technology or the functionality um, that could be designed for your business. So don't scrim or don't, don't feel like you're not going to be able to get the right solution for your business because the market through cloud and innovation has gotten to the point where there's so many good niche solutions by industry um, that you know you're, you should be able to get functionality that will help scale your business for the next two, three, four years um, and beyond as well. So don't just go with a super cheap solution, um, you know, and expect that to to get you results either. You want to. You know, here again, find that medium, which is going to be digestible for you, but offer you functionality that's beyond what you have today and, and you know, able to give you two years worth of, at least two years worth of use. Bonnie, one other factor that might play into this is, uh, you know, we hear more and more that there's been a shift as, uh, you know, ERP, for example, has moved into the cloud right? The on-premises systems were sort of built like they were big, right? If you wanted small, you, you couldn't get it. Like we have any size you want, as long as it's extra large. And those were big and complex. 
and you had to buy the whole thing. But now, like what you're saying, you don't want people to overcommit or undercommit, but they're talking more, right? Is this right about modular components? So you can buy this piece, see how that works. If you need some more, you can add on to that. Is that accurate? Yeah, and I, you know, I've heard the phrase, um, you know, start anywhere, go everywhere. Um, and this idea of modular, um, you know, components that do fit together in the end, um, again, allow even big businesses going with one of those, those larger softwares to start small and then add on, um, you know, knowing that the solution has the, the capability to be integrated and it's, you know, all part of the same vendor family. So I think that that's a, you know, for, especially for a large company, um, you know, breaking the project down into smaller pieces um, is, is probably better than this, this massive, you know, uh, rollout, so to speak, get it to a point where you can, you know, take the, the hundred steps and, and break them into digest, digestible parts. Yeah, there's also the partner equation here. Now, uh, it, it's a big part of what you cover and analyze at Raven Intel, and you help people uh, rate and evaluate them. So what's your thoughts on, you know, how a buyer can feel like, okay, I've got the right software product. Now, how do I get the right partner? And all those points that you've brought in, not too big, not too small, just right. Yeah. Um, so you want a partner that's going to have, you know, first and foremost, expertise with the product line and function that you are in. So somebody, if you're in the area of, uh, if you just bought an HCM system, you want a, a, a partner that has a specialty with human resources, as well as that particular software. And then beyond that, your industry as well. Um, they are going to be able to sort of out of the box, know what's important for businesses like yours and you know, have a lot of um, configurations that are sort of pre-built for your environment. And then knowing that you can customize that um, based on your particular business. But um, you know, those are those you know, type of things that a partner when they walk in can help um, know where the, the drivers of value are uh, and what to prioritize by your business. And the way that you can sort of sniff out, does this particular system integrator or partner have experience with this is, um, is through peer reviews um, and those customer references, certainly Raven Intel, huge resource for you there because you, get, you can get that directly from other customers who have gone through it with them. Um, but, you know, ask the hard questions during reference calls um, with other customers to say, you know, what were the challenges that you faced? How did this particular uh, vendor adapt to those? Um, so those are things that you really want to, to sort of peel back the onion on and make sure that they've done implementations like yours. Um, again, they don't have to be a massive a consulting firm to have a great level of expertise. And sometimes the boutiques, what we're seeing, offer a better value and um, you know, a speedier process, especially when it comes to systems implementation. You know, if you don't need a full HR transformation, you don't want your consulting group to come and make your project bigger than it needs to be. Um, you know, you want somebody who can come in and offer some expertise for you to get up and running in a rapid period of time. And there's plenty of really solid boutique independent firms that can do this. Not all of them, 
but um, you know, it makes sense to really vet those that you think are, are good and make sure that you get customer references that prove what they say they can do, they can do. Yeah, Bonnie, you made a point too about uh, the importance of uh, knowing, your, knowing the customer's industry, right? Having a familiarity with that. And I think it goes back to, you know, the line you attributed to Mike Etling of Unit 4, which is uh, it's the world is just moving too fast and customer expectations are too high for this one size fits all approach. It just, it's not effective. Uh, it's not reasonable in some ways anymore. And I thought it was interesting uh, several weeks ago, Howard Beauville, who's the head of the IBM cloud business, was talking to him and he said that IBM has sort of tossed out the idea of general purpose clouds that you know could apply in financial services or in construction or in pharmaceuticals or retailing. And he said, you really have to build these clouds purpose built for that specific industry. So I, I don't want to beat that point to death, but you've also pointed out here that you know, if a partner doesn't understand your industry pretty well, that partner is not going to be able to impart some, you know, unique ideas and approaches for innovation and just sort of not just be the implementer, but be a, a, a business advisor in some ways. Is that fair? Without a doubt, without a doubt. And I think you get a flavor for that during your selection process. When you meet the team that's going to be assigned to your your project and you want to make sure that the team that you meet during the sales process is the same one that you're going to have, um, you know, once you sign a contract as well. But those, you know, those uh, viewpoints, as you mentioned before, in that area of expertise, you're going to get a sense for that during um, the, the meetings that you have with them. That's when they're going to be able to demonstrate it. And you want to make sure that you actually like those people as well and your team is able to you know feel a camaraderie with that group as well because um you know, even if your project is fast it's probably going to be you know at least six months you're going to deal with these people so you want to make sure that you like them that they're knowledgeable and that culturally they sort of fit with your organization because they're going to be an extension of your team and you're going to deal with them a whole lot Talk about they've got to be the right size. They have to have experience with the right solution. They have to understand the industry. There's sort of the no jerks policy at least at minimum. And then also, do they can they work well with what you're doing? Because, again, you know, the, you know, you're not, uh, you know, putting in a railing for a back stairway that's hardly ever used. This is something that's going to determine the fate of your business, right? So that it's so important that you get uh, the hard factors like the right application done the right way and the right combination, but also those softer things around people, culture, and uh, a sense of shared purpose. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, you know, I think uh, a couple of days ago, I was, I was watching um, your interview with Wayne and Wayne had mentioned that it is, you know, CIOs today are not evaluated on a single stack of tech because usually these systems that are being put in touch every function and make everybody effective. It is rare that you have one of these projects that only affect one little silo. They are going to end up really helping either build or detract from your company brand because that, these are systems that your employees are going to use. Um, and so much is dependent on your employee experience and how how do they like the products that are being used for productivity and, and things like that? So 
you're not going to do these projects in a vacuum. And your project team is going to be, you know, not the whole company, but it, 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 it's going to touch everybody within the business. So you need to really think through the overall ramifications of like, is this system going to be adopted? And how is this going to change the employee relationship? Because it's, it's going to represent your company. It's going to represent and, and help build your, your brand if it's done well. Well, this has been great. And, uh, you know, it's interesting what you said on these, uh, on the, the strength of these multiple decisions about, you know, who's the vendor, who's the partner, what's the right product, how does it fit together on all these lines. Your great illustration on your blackboard behind you, right? If you look at the, the one for hot, you know, it's pretty close. And then look at the one that's just right. The lines are actually pretty similar, but you want to go from instead of a steamy uh, thing coming off there to that nice smiley face. That's right. You want, you want good tasting porridge, right? That's just the right temperature. And, um, you know, it's going to satisfy you until lunch, essentially. So <laughs> I've been hearing about porridge for many, many, many years, many decades, even what is porridge? I think it's like old timey oatmeal okay. <laughs> or maybe like cream of wheat. Like, I don't even know that people eat cream of wheat anymore, but I think it's like a hybrid between cream of wheat and oatmeal. Okay. All right. Cause I'm thinking if it's too hot and you get a blob of that on your tongue, it's, it's not going to be a good experience. No way. No, no. way. <laughs> Bonnie, thanks. You've covered a lot of ground here. Is there any final thoughts you want to toss in? You know, I would just close and, and say that with the right software and the right partner um, that, you know, if you're able to do a project that has a setup that is, is rapid, that it's easy to adopt, it's industry specific, um, and it's going to be designed for the growth of your business, that's really where mid-sized organizations can drive growth within the company. So, um, you know, implementing technologies, um, you know, with, with those sort of that, that sort of foundation, um, that's, that's where you can drive growth within your company. Um, you know, and, and the technology out there is, it makes a lot of things possible that, you know, just a couple of years ago weren't. Yeah. Well, Bonnie, thank you. This is, uh, this is great. And again, for anybody who wants to get an idea of where to find some of these evaluations of the partners, ravenintel.com has lots and lots of great peer review uh, data there that can be shared. So Bonnie, as always, thanks so much. Always great to see you. You too, thank you. And thanks folks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. I hope summer's going great for you in full swing. We still have two months of summer left. Uh, we'll enjoy it and we'll be back again soon with another episode of Cloud Wars Live.